Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology and coaching to help you face adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are certified life coaches and speech language pathologists, and we will help you manage your mind, your emotions, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. This is Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and this is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 18, Unconditional Love. Wow, episode 18. We, these are flying by. I know. And this tells us that the weeks of the year are also flying by because we started this at the beginning of January. That's right. And you are going to have a birthday this month. I do. It's actually coming up. This is my birthday weekend. Just makes me think back to last year's birthday weekend. We were all, of course, I call it a birthday weekend. As you know, my birthday month, my birthday week, and my birthday weekend, and my birthday day. Last year, we were in full quarantine because we had children arriving home. And so we were in lockdown. So I had four of my five kids home. And it was such a lovely birthday. I'm sure they weren't so overly thrilled about it, but it was so nice because we were all here. We did a karaoke party (laughs) and it was so fun. We got up and I have some amazing video footage. So this year I only have two of my, and actually it's not even our weekend for my stepson. So I just have my younger son with me. So it's going to be so drastically different from last year, but I'll be able to still celebrate, talk to everybody and uh, look at my videos of our karaoke party last year. (laughs) Maybe you can all like karaoke via Zoom or something. Ah, well, we we did last year. We had our kids who were away. They they joined us for Zoom. It was a little bit of a lag, (laughs) but it was still fun. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll do that. But until then, today we're going to be talking about love and unconditional love. And it's such a good topic to talk about because love is something I think we're all motivated to get. Love is a feeling. So we want to start with reviewing the concept of feelings before we dive in and asking ourselves, okay, where does love come from? I think most people would say, well, of course it comes from my significant other, my kids, my dog, my family, my friends, and any movie or commercial or card will lead us to believe that love comes from somebody else. Like love is something that you receive from somebody else. And we are here to tell you it Mm -mm. is not what you think, (laughs) (laughs) because we know that any feeling is created by a Thought. thought. Everybody should be able to be filling that blank in now. If, if you've been listening along, you know that feelings are created by thoughts. We think the thought, we produce the feeling, and in this case, the feeling is love. Now, the thing we have a thought about is where we can insert our significant other, our kids, our family, our dog, our friends. They become our circumstance, just like we become theirs. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Because we're socialized to believe that love comes from someone or somewhere else outside of you, that other people somehow create our feelings. Think of the times you've heard someone say, be nice to so-and-so, otherwise you'll hurt their feelings, or you make mommy sad when you do that, 
or they made me feel guilty or they made me feel sad or they made me feel some some way. Mm -hmm. It would be pretty amazing if we had control over how other people think and feel, but we really don't. Mm -hmm. So thinking and feeling is an inside job. We create our thoughts and we create our feelings. The circumstance that we're thinking and feeling about is the variable of the equation of life that we cannot control. So it's the people in our lives when we're talking about love, what they think or don't think about you is the circumstance. What they feel or don't feel about you is also a circumstance. What they do or don't do about you is a circumstance. A circumstance. (laughs) (laughs) So the opposite is true too. What you think and feel and do becomes a circumstance for all the other people, all the people in your life. So they get to interpret what that means to them. And here's an example. So I have a nine-year-old, old-ish dog, Bella. We don't know her age for sure, however. But that is a circumstance. My thought is she's the best dog ever. And my, my feeling is... <laughs> is love when I think of that. So let's take the same circumstance, hasn't changed, nine-year-old-ish Bella. Leah's thought, yeah, she's an all right dog. That's right. (laughs) And then her feeling for her is neutral. I like her. Nice. Great. I mean, and I, I can love her, but I'm not going to have the same feeling. Kind of like if we were to substitute Bella out with like Reggie. Of, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you just be thinking like Reggie, he's an okay dog. And I'm like, what? Reggie's awesome. So we're having a little bit of a job competition here, but <laughs> Yeah, but see, the thing that I want to uh, prove is that it's the same circumstance and the same reality but a very different perception, experience, or interpretation. And all of this is to say we can't control other people, what they think or how they feel. But we have much more control over our feelings than we think. Because what we think first, whether we're aware or not, then we feel. So keep in mind that 95% of what we think is unintentional or unconscious. So that is why it seems logical that a circumstance can produce a feeling. But there is a thought behind a feeling. So in that regard, no one forces us to think anything and no one forces us to feel anything. I know sometimes people get defensive about this as they feel sometimes that they've been victimized and are at the effect of other people's actions. And we're not saying that you can't think that. But we are saying that if you want to think something different, or in turn, if you do feel something different, you can totally do that. It's very empowering to know you get to choose how you feel. Yeah, I love to keep that in mind. And when adversities happen in life, you may choose to feel unpleasant emotions. I would definitely not want to have an amazing or have amazing pleasant thoughts and feelings all the time. There are times when I want to be outraged or angry or disappointed. All of those emotions are so normal and part of the human experience. And I can also decide how long I want to feel that way. Yeah, for me, it's super comforting to know that if and when I decide, I can choose another option. So I have the option to feel any way I want to feel about anyone, including myself which brings us to love and the feeling of love. 
I feel like, like I have to say love like that. I can't just say normal love. <laughs> Gotta dry it out. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. It's like your radio voice. That's right. My DJ radio voice. <laughs> Does everyone feel the love? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, back on track, Heather. Okay. Why would we choose to feel love on purpose? Love is always an option. Love is always the best option because love feels amazing and love always has a good result. Withholding love feels awful. Now, love is for us. It's not for the other people in our lives. Love is a feeling we get to choose for ourselves. Again, love is an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a vibration in your body. When you feel love, you create your own vibration in your body When someone else feels love, they create that vibration in their body for themselves. This is why I said that love is for you, not for someone else. You can't force someone to feel your love. They create that for themselves. That's right. So when somebody says, I love you, what happens is you experience a loving thought in your brain. So if somebody does an action that you think is loving, then you feel love. I think we've been socialized to think that when we feel love for someone, they can feel our love, but it doesn't work like that. Our vibrations don't just jump out of our body and transfer into somebody else's. That's why no one can ever make us feel anything, nor can we make them feel anything. So a relationship really is not an exchange of feelings. And I think that's where we get a little messed up because we're sort of taught that. But a relationship is actually just our thoughts. It's based on our thoughts. How we think determines our relationship. What we think also determines the conditions we place on love, like giving it or accepting it. Love does not protect or hurt. Think of a time when you blame someone for their actions. You may have said or thought, you didn't do this, you didn't say that, or you said that or did that. So because of that, I'm going to withhold love from you. Now, this is an option, of course, that usually feels terrible. And you can choose this option if you want, but you know who hurts the most when you choose this option? It's you. Because you create your feelings. If love is always available to you and it feels amazing, why would you deny yourself the opportunity? It's we're responsible for our own emotions. So we're responsible for our fear, our disappointment, our frustration, regardless of what another person says or does. So none of this can affect you emotionally until you've actually had a thought about it. So even if they don't say, I love you back, even if they fall short, even if they screw up massively, even if they get it completely wrong, even if they don't meet your expectations, love is never, I love you because dot, dot, dot. But some people might say, but what if I get hurt? And I'd answer, so denying yourself the opportunity to feel love feels better? No, your choice to not feel love only hurts you. Your choice to love or to feel love never hurts. Your choice to create conditions or rules for yourself or others around giving or accepting love based on not feeling deserving or worthy only hurts you and takes away from your enjoyment of experiencing yourself or someone else exactly as they are. Yeah, and now that's not to say that there are not times and maybe many times that you want to choose love 
and another emotion because I think of this in my relationships, for example, my children. So I always choose love and I will always choose to love them. But I really should say, and many, many times I may also choose to feel other emotions, like just to be honest, like I love you and I'm hurt or I'm angry. I'm disappointed. I can allow myself to feel all these feelings. If you remember one part of self-confidence that we talked about is the knowledge that we can feel all our feelings. So I can feel love and these other feelings at any given time. The power lies in the idea that I can feel all my feelings and not make it mean anything horrible about me. For example, if I was thinking, well, if I really love them, I wouldn't feel angry or hurt. That's kind of like putting conditions on what unconditional love is supposed to be about. So you don't really want to do that. No. And the other powerful thing is I can choose to at any time change my feelings. I may get to the point where I don't want to feel angry anymore. I just get to decide. I'm not at the mercy of other people to change their behavior. Essentially, every relationship you have in your life is based on your thoughts about that person. What determines the quality of your relationship with someone is the quality of the thoughts you have about you and about them and vice versa. Much like every condition you place on love begins with a thought, not the other person or their actions. So think about a relationship or a conversation with somebody in your life. There are different dynamics. There is what you think you think, what you say, what they hear, and what they think. That, that's the pretzel part. So what you think, what you say, what they hear, and what they think. That is how a relationship unfolds. So it's no wonder why people don't meet our expectations because it's just so confusing. <laughs> it is so confusing. What someone else thinks about you or what someone else thinks about what you've said has nothing to do with you or with your intention and everything to do with their brain. So you have so little control over what someone else thinks in that relationship that you have to take back all your control and decide what you get to think about that relationship. That's right. And unconditional love is actually a skill that you can improve. If you want to have a relationship with someone based on unconditional love, then you just really need to have amazing thoughts about them all of the time. So the quality of your relationship begins with the quality of your thoughts about that person. And yes, that includes you. So if you're frustrated or unhappy or disappointed, it's not because of somebody else. It's because of what you're thinking. So the next time you feel frustration, disappointment, sadness, channel into your inner Brian, Byron Katie, who says, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. How do we get better at loving and being loved unconditionally? Well, unconditional love really means you love somebody no matter what. You love them when they don't meet your expectations. You love them when they get it completely wrong. You love them when they fall short. So I also want to point out that part of loving unconditionally is not having conditions on what that love looks like. So I know sometimes people get confused with loving unconditionally and people pleasing. 
So loving unconditionally does not mean agreeing with people when you don't or never saying anything contrary to them. I think of this a lot about raising kids. So I love the idea of loving unconditionally. And, but loving unconditionally is not just, I love you. And it's not just, I love you, but I think of loving unconditionally as I love you. And so, and that might mean I'm going to discipline you, or I'm going to set limits, or I'm going to tell you something you may not want to hear. So I always told my kids as I was, as they were growing up that I have a mom card (laughs) and I pull this mom card Whenever I think I need to do something that they may not agree with, but it's important enough and I'm doing it because I love them. So in their uh, their eyes, it may seem like it's a mean card to pull because it's usually pulled when it's something they don't want to hear. But it really is, I love you. And so I'm pulling the mom card and telling you or asking you or changing this. I love you. And so I'm offering this to you. I think we get confused that people pleasing is like, well, if you loved me, you would just agree with me. You would never say anything wrong. You would support this 100% unconditionally. That doesn't necessarily mean what unconditional love is. People pleasing is something that we do so that other people can feel better or we think that's what we do. But unconditional love means that sometimes I'm going to tell you hard things, but I love you no matter what. And sometimes you're going to tell me hard things and I love you no matter what. It doesn't matter what happens, the good, the bad, the ugly, and I love you. So unconditional love is not about telling people what they want to hear to not upset them. It's about loving them no matter their reaction to anything. Loving unconditionally is really a gift I give myself. And unconditional love is your invisible and very infectious superpower. That's right. So get loving unconditionally. Clean up your thoughts. That's what it all (laughs) comes down to. You don't have to do it with a partner. You don't have to do it to anybody. You get to choose if you're going to love and if you're going to love unconditionally. It's all about the thoughts that you create in your mind. Yeah, and that's what we have for you today, everybody. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Join our Facebook club, the Building Resilience Club. If you haven't already, you can find us on Facebook at hl.lifecoaching and same on Instagram. Take care. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.